sitting next to a set of paper notes and you happen to spot them, let me know. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, wonderful. This is the wonderful thing about being church. Good morning, Lee. Good morning. Lee has ironed a shirt especially for us this morning. Let's give Lee a clap for that alone. So, Lee, um, we wanted to interview this morning because so many of us have heard and been excited about your stories uh, from working with Chris Duffett and the Light Project in Peterborough, and we wondered if you could briefly tell us about that. Okay. Well, the Light Project itself was something Chris Duffett started, cracky, 10, 15 years ago. He's a a Baptist Baptist minister, um, lives in Eversden, and goes to the Baptist Church in Biggleswade, and two years ago he was president of the Baptist Union. But one of the projects he started is the Light Project, um, which is a group of people who work with churches to spread the good news. Um, They're currently working with about 40 churches on 60 different projects. Um, And also they have a base in Chester near the university where they are putting people through a theological and evangelism degree course. Can you tell us a bit about what inspired you to get involved with Chris and the Light Project? Well, Chris came to talk here at church. Um, I think it must be about two years ago now, his first time he came. Um, and one story did stick in my mind about him trying to baptise his dog. Um, so he knew he was going to be a Baptist minister from that point onwards. But um, he told us about the ways he goes out on the streets and the radical or innovative ideas he has of spreading the good news. Um, sofas, the eye will listen. Um, but those sort of stories just were... It just rang true with me of a way of dealing with it, a way of getting out there that's not standing on the street corner with a placard saying that the end is nigh, but still telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. And when you went about in Peterborough with Chris, what, who did you encounter? The day with the, with the Light Project and the City Set of Champlaincy in Peterborough starts in a pub. That's the best place to start, I think. Um, and you, they, we have a couple of exercises going on. Usually the eye will listen. Um, this was the first time I went. That's my, my arm in the corner. Um, but they have the eye will listen where people will come up and talk to you. Or You don't try and approach people. You wait for them to come to you. Um, and then there's and usually another exercise going on, which will be the Jesus deck. It will be Chris Duffett doing some artwork with putting Bible passages on after speaking to people. Um, the table talk cards. And it's all about people telling you their story and you remind them how much they are loved and how much they are valued um, by the community, by Jesus, and that that's important in their life to remember that Jesus is part of it, even if they may not be Christians, that Jesus still loves them no matter what they're doing, what they're going through, and he is there with them. And big question now, because how has this, how have you seen Jesus working through people's lives, and how has, how has God touched your life through being involved in this ministry? I've not been privileged enough to see um, the results of some of the conversations that we've had, because um, obviously I don't do it regularly enough, um, but I do know that people that have been approached on the streets and have been spoken to or taken part in these exercises, some of them have turned to Christianity, some of them are still struggling with their lives but are still trying to find love within their own lives but you do see after a conversation with them how much it's it's struck a chord with them how much it's picked them up um, how much more relieved they are that someone's listened and told them they're still valued and they're still loved no matter how rubbish they feel they are 
um, some of the things we do is we, we'll go to the job centre. Um, so we've got people that have got no income apart from benefits who feel that they are worthless because they've been unemployed for so long. And we're out there with a, with a sign saying free hug and we're just reaffirming that they are loved, that they are important and they are needed. Um, and it does pick them up. They'll go in, you see them go in, long-faced, they'll come out, you'll have a little chat with them and they go away that little bit happier. And you told us of the 9.30 story, just to draw the, uh, mm -hmm. the 9.30 service, just to draw this out, about a guy who you encountered from Cornwall. Yeah, he was, um, I think it was the second time I went up there, it was in the afternoon, we were walking around um, delivering drinks and coffees to the big issue sellers, and in one of the doorways was a, a young gentleman, probably about 20-odd years old, um, sat there, all huddled up, shivering, you could see his feet were soaking wet. It was a wet day. And we went over and spoke to him. And he told us about his story that he was originally from Scotland and he'd moved to Cornwall to be with his family. And that had broken down. So he was trying to get back to Scotland but had no money. And he was walking and hitchhiking from, Scotland, from Cornwall back to Scotland. He'd got as far as Peterborough. Um, he knew no one in Peterborough. He's, as I said, his shoes were worn through down to his socks. Um, we got him to take his shoes off and his socks off and they were all blistered and almost like trench foot on his feet. Um, I went off and bought him some socks. Somebody else went and bought some new shoes for him. Uh, we got Chris to come over um, because he didn't know anything in Peterborough. He didn't know where he could go, where he could have shelter, where he could find food. And that's one of the things that, that Chris was doing was showing them where they can find support and love and so he directed him to the soup kitchens the man was a christian he had a he had a cross on he said he he believed but he felt abandoned um and he didn't know where to turn to and by us approaching him and speaking to him it reaffirmed his faith it told him again that he is loved he is valued um and gave him a place to find shelter i've not seen him again since i mean we came back and at house group we prayed for him for a couple of weeks um which we asked if that was okay for it. And he was pleased to have that prayer support. I don't even know if he got back to Scotland or what it, where he is now, but for that one interaction, it reaffirmed that he is still loved by Christ. And, and Lee, you did, um, I think, two years ago, the Mission Shape Ministry course? It was. Was it two years ago? Was it that long ago? Crikey. And, <laughs> and what, what drew you to do that? And, and maybe share with us one thing that, that you particularly drew from it. Um, at the time that the Mission Shape Ministry course came up, there was a few of us that did it. I think there's Beth and Julie. Um, Ian Randall's wife came as well. Um, but we were looking at what we could do to spread this church. Um, so I felt drawn to do that because having worked out on the streets, I found I've got a passion for spreading the good news, um, whichever way it is. I mean, we've done course in the pub um, and we were running that at the same sort of time but the one thing that stuck in my mind from it and I'll say this one first was um, the fact that it's got to be intentional you've got to find out what God wants us to do in this community and what the community needs and if the community needs what God wants then that's what we provide so it's intentionally working out what there is um, and also that it's not an overnight thing uh, some of the projects we looked at had been going for 18 months before they started to fulfil their, their aims, started to connect with people. 
um, and to get a team that is extremely important that are buying into it. And that's the first thing you'll do is find the team you need. But in the latest mission stuff we're doing um, that Matthew's written, there's one sentence that really sticks out for me. Um, and that is that I want to be a part of a church of God who has a mission. I don't want to be part of God's church with a mission. So the mission is God's. It's not the church's. And we need to find out what the mission is here for us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, give him a massive clap. I'm not going to take away who's ever reading, but, um, but it occurs to me that in, um, in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, which we're going to hear from today, he talks about the, the, being able to proclaim the testimony um, about God. And it's just so powerful when you hear testimonies uh, like Leah shared, not just Lee's testimony, but the testimony of the guy and the people that Leah has encountered. It really brings at home what God is doing in people's lives. And and we look forward to discovering more of those sort of testimonies um, in Camborne. Let's just pray for Lee, um, because he does this um, regularly. When I've got a Friday off. When you've got a Friday off, and that, that requires commitment. So let's just pray for him and uphold him in prayer. Father, thank you for Lee. Thank you for his desire to step out in your service. Thank you for his commitment to the last, the least, and the lost. We pray that you would fill him and anoint him with your spirit, Father, that you would equip him with every word and deed to serve those who he would encounter in your name. And we pray through him for Chris Duffett and the Light Project that you would continue your powerful work of ministry amongst vulnerable people in Peterborough. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lee.